a class we do on Tuesday mornings at 5.30. If, if you're up and would like to uh, talk with other, um, it's men's class right now, but I don't know how strict we are about that, um, but right now it's a men's class. We do a men's class on Tuesday morning, and we, we read a chapter of the Bible, we talk about it, we pray, and we go about our day, and I'm going to be honest with you, I never want to go. Can I, like, take that how it sounds. I, I love going. I never want to go. At night, I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm going to have to get in bed at like 8 o'clock. Get the sleep a growing boy needs. But I'm always glad I went. That's one of those, it's one of those things that's good for you. Things that are good for you are often like that. I never want to exercise. But I want to be the person who has exercised. And I feel good when I've done it. I don't want to do it. I would imagine I feel good when I've done it. It's been a while. Uh, so it, it's good for you. It, it, it will make your day better. It's always made my day better. I've never walked away from there, from there thinking I should have slept. Um, but we, we meet in, well, that's awkward. We meet in there at uh, 5.30. Uh, come on. There's no breakfast. We just read the Bible, pray, and talk about it. Uh, so if that's, if that's, maybe you didn't know we did that and that's up your alley, come on, 5.30 Tuesday morning. Uh, there's one of, a lot of these, let's look at Galatians chapter 5. We've been here for the uh, last couple of um, weeks. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Um, a lot of the things in this list love, joy especially, patience, peace. For me, joy and peace are the two that, that I, it's hard to define. Like the other day, one of my daughters asked me, Dad, what's beyond mean? Oh, goodness, a preposition. Oh, I know what it means. I use it in sentences all the time, but I don't really, I can't define it. I can't write. I'm like, well, it's like a, I'm using my hands. This, this is beyond that my daughter's just like, oh, it's mom, it's fine. <laughs> but there, there is, there's a lot, there's some words that you can't really define, but you can, you can point to people and say, that's peace, or that's joy. Just watch them for a second, and that's joy. And kindness is one of those things that it's best defined by pointing at someone and going. Well, that's not kindness. To pointing at the person who's the, the opposite of the thing. I was a teenager. And even as a teenager, I believed that all the people in my church were perfect. Um, except me. And it was good. These, these people were good, loving people. I've... I've um, I, I can be hard on the church of my upbringing, but it's because I love the church of my upbringing. Um, and I loved those people, and I'd go, to, I'd go to church, and I'd look at them, and I'd think, these people are fantastic, because I was seeing them for the hour and a half that they acted the best of their week. 
And I didn't realize, I didn't realize the friction between what, how you acted in church and how you acted outside of church until I, was, until I worked at McDonald's. And the way people treat public uh, employees, uh, service employees, can be pretty rough. And I have, I, when I was working the drive-thru, drive-thru, you wear a headset, someone pulls up to the speaker, beep, you hear their car in, in, your, in your speakers, and they, they will start talking sometimes. Um, and sometimes you just have to say, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? I've answered the phone by saying that before. When I worked at McDonald's, welcome to McDonald's, I mean, hello. Um, but I said, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? And a lot of times they would say, well, hold on one second, um, or they would say, um, oh, yeah, and they would just order. But this woman said, I'm not ready yet. Oh, the gremlin's not ready. <laughs> well, just furious at me. Like, she pulled up and rang my bell. Like, I feel I would understand the frustration if I'd gone to her house in my McDonald's outfit, rang her doorbell, knocked on and said, What's your order? And she's like, I'm not prepared. Side note, if you don't know what you want at McDonald's, figure it out. It's the same thing every time. Okay, back up. Well, I've, I've dealt with people like that before, and I said, okay, take your time. It's no problem. I, and I said, order when you're ready. That's my line. Just or start, I'm ready to push buttons. You say words, I'll start pushing buttons. That's how this interaction will work. You figure it out, I'll start pushing buttons. And she sat there for silence, for a while in silence, and then, I'm ready. Go ahead. And she ordered, pulled up to the window, and she set three pews behind me at church. Yeah. She saw me, the youth minister's son, and said, Oh, hi! <laughs> and I was like, how are you? That didn't just happen. Social norms would make me think that maybe I shouldn't admit, mention that you just screamed at me for no apparent reason. But a lot of times, if, if we, we will be nice to people Maybe that that um, that will gain us something, but if if people really have nothing to offer us, we think they're just pushing buttons on the screen to get us our quarter pound of whatever meat that is out to us, and we 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 just want that. We will tend to be not as kind, and so kindness is one of those things that you point to and you say that's not it, but it's. The problem is, we don't know what it is. See, oftentimes we will say it's just niceness. You're just nice. But kindness is bigger than niceness. Kindness is something, actually, the Bible treats kindness with a very big word. In the Old Testament, kindness, uh, the word for kindness is chesed. It's a fun one. Don't have a sinus infection while you say it. Chesed. It's got, you got to do that. Chesed. Spell E-S-E-D. <laughs> Hesed is uh, this, this word, a lot of times it's translated love, but most of the time it's translated 
everlasting kindness. It's God's kindness toward us. And the psalmists and the writers in Proverbs talk about God's kindness toward us. And they use words that are big and heavy. It's not just nice. God's not just nice. He's kind and there's a difference. Listen, if your struggle is being nice to other human beings, figure it out. Stop being a jerk. If you're going to continue being a jerk, stop claiming Jesus. Because we can't have jerks saying they're Christians and not living out this Christian life. Kindness is something above and beyond just plain nice. Kindness can be something quite beautiful. There's a passage in Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 verse 1 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live, when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. You used to live a certain way and that way was not good. It was not healthy. You were governed by something, uh, something that wasn't uh, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you are saved. This needs to be pounded into us. This is, the, um, this is one of the overarching themes of the Bible is that we could not do it on our own. We tried. We failed time and time again. And it is through Jesus, the offering of Jesus, the grace of God through Jesus that we have been saved. One of the things that sometimes I think we lose touch of whenever we're trying to do good and do good and do good and get better and get better and love more and have more peace and be more patient and be kinder and have more joy and we want to get better and better at that, at the root of this is a spirit of someone, of God, the spirit of God living in us, the God who loved us so much that he gave his only son so that we could live with him. The God who loves us so much that he has offered us a, a um, way out of our sins even though we were still sinners. I, I experienced a theological debate the other day in a bathroom stall. While I was thinking through this sermon, I thought, how do you prepare, how do you transition into this? Oh, just say that sentence. I experienced a theological debate in a bathroom stall. Someone had written with a pen that they had evangelized with a sharpie, I think. Um, turn from your sins and turn to Jesus. And someone had written below it, actually, <laughs> actually, turn 
to Jesus and he'll take care of the rest. I'm like, I'll side with that guy. I was taking sides on graffiti artists. <coughs> graffiti evangelists. And so we, but yes, we were still right there in our sins. Jesus came and redeemed us. We didn't deserve it, but we needed it. Actually, if you think about it, you don't deserve a lot of the things you need. If you had earned them, you wouldn't need them. And so we needed redemption, and he saved us. While we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace, or it is a gift that we have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. All this means is that Jesus uh, earned something and we get to partake in the thing he earned. That's all. He, he earned sal- redemption. He earned salvation. And we get to take part in that. See, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his, his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. God expresses his, this big grace that we talk about all the time. The grace and redemption and salvation that we find even though we were dead in our sins. God expresses that grace to us in this thing we call kindness. Kindness is grace. Being kind to other people is offering them the same grace that God has offered us. I don't know if you heard of Black Friday. It's a thing uh, where you get some, some really good deals. I was, in, uh, I was in Walmart Thursday night, which is when... Black Friday begins, and I needed some some infant's Tylenol. Nolan is teething, and it's really giving him some trouble. And uh, I needed some infant's Tylenol. So I go into Walmart, and there are just lines of people everywhere, just like in football stances and track positions, ready to do things fantastic. Um, so I walk up, I couldn't find the infant's Tylenol, so I walked up to a woman and I said, where's the line for the infant's Tylenol? <laughs> and she said, there's not a line for that, it's over here, and she found it. Black Friday is a thing where, uh, and I, uh, something else I said, I told Rachel, she went into Walmart the other day, I said, you need to walk up to some associate, and be like, when, where are the when do the doorbuster deals begin? This was like Saturday afternoon. When do the door... I'm looking for some doorbuster deals. Just say doorbuster deals as many times as possible. That's what's funny to me. But the... Uh, th- th- this, 
this, the madhouse that goes on. Actually, it's been fairly civil this year, but there's always reports of somebody, people got in a fight over an Elmo doll, or some people got in, in a fight over some Play-Doh or a TV, and they're just wrestling this TV to the ground. And why? Why aren't they being kind? Because they want something, and somebody else wants it too. A lot of times we're not kind because we, can't, we do not want to show grace to people who need it. For example, your waiter or waitress has been quite slow. I'm so sorry. Uh, Regina's not in here. She's, uh, Regina's told me that every time I, I mention waiters or waitress, they go out to eat and have a horrible experience. It's documented. It's true. So, you know, sorry. Um, but we, your waiter or waitress is having a slow time. Now, she may have five or six tables, and you're just at the bottom of the list. You're the one she's doing the worst on. She may be killing it over at table three. But she's not killing it at your table. That's when we start getting unkind. We can start, start being short with people. See, a lot of times when we say kindness, when we mean just being nice, that often just shows, it shows up whenever the people are worthy of our niceness. Kindness is when people aren't worthy of your, of your um, niceness. It's something much more powerful. Kindness is something that happens within you that's produced in you it's not something that's earned by other people. Kindness is when I get to say, uh, I'm going to be nice no matter what. No matter what. I'm going to be kind no matter how they treat me. No matter if I get my way or not. I am going to be kind. Kindness is something that God specializes in. And when we are kind to other people, what we are doing is we are experiencing God's kindness to such, an, uh, such a level that it spills out of us to other people. And this is how all the fruit of the Spirit is. What's being produced in you are, is something that God has done in, God has planted in you. We love others because God has loved us. The joy that we have is the joy for the Lord. The peace that we experience is God, God's indwelling of us. We know God has offered us peace. The patience that we have is God's patience for us, us forgiving again and again. The kindness we have toward others is the same kindness God has for us. Kindness is love. It's a love that endures. Kindness is something God has done for us and we will now do for others. You want to know how to love people that you don't know what that looks like? It looks like kindness. 
Kindness is the song that love plays to strangers. Kindness is the, is the thing that happens between people that we don't even know and people we do know where I love them so much that I'm going to be nice, I'm going to be, maybe the word sweet, maybe the word is cordial, maybe the word whatever, that we, we are going to refuse to be mean to any individual. It's just not going to happen. Because the God of the universe who created me and I broke him, my covenant with him. I, I got out of the creation covenant. He brought me back in because of his great kindness. The way this says it is he, and he sent Jesus, he lifted us up and seated, sat us with Jesus. Seated us? Sat us with Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of of his grace, and this is how grace is expressed, expressed in his kindness to us. Kindness is grace expressed. Now he says he expressed his kindness in Jesus Christ. We express our kindness in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of this boils down to whether or not you get your way. And grace is when you don't get your way. But you give up yourself anyway. Kindness is a beautiful thing. It's much more powerful than just nice. Nice is, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You can be nice and be uncomfortable to be around. Kindness is something where, yeah, I, I will give up my way for you because my Savior gave up his way for me. And my God gave up his son for me. And my God wants to show me his grace through his kindness. But Benjamin, but there are some people... To which it is hard to be nice. That's why you have to be kind. Because if you could be nice to these people just instinctively, then you wouldn't need the strength of the Spirit to, got, to walk you through, to produce in you fruit that will change your life. You wouldn't need it. You'd just be nice. That's a real southern way to say nice. Nice. But kindness much more powerful because it's when you interact with those people that you just your instinct is not to be nice but you are kind anyway you can be kind through the, through the work of the spirit you can be kind when you don't want to be nice and you can be a, the sort of Christian who expresses the grace to others even though they don't deserve it solely because that's what God has done for us notice he didn't do this for us 
when we just got out of our sins. We finally turned from, God, turned from our sins. He did this. He sent Jesus while we were still dead in our transgressions. Still dead in our sins. We were still making the mistakes. And he's offering us a hand out of those mistakes. I want to add this on the very end of this. And this kind of goes for all the fruit of the Spirit. You're not going to be perfect at this over immediately. Don't get discouraged. God works slowly sometimes. Because you're one of those people that needs to be worked slowly upon. I'm not pointing any, we're mostly, most of us are that way. I only know a few people who can say, I'm going to change this, and then they just change it. God's going to work on us slowly. He's going to change us slowly. So you want to be kind and you fail this week? At least now you're aware that you failed. At least now you're aware that you need the help of the Spirit. You're aware of your need for His presence. For God's presence in your life. And for Him to change and shape and mold and produce in you something that's beautiful. So you're going to fail. But at least you're acknowledging it. Next week, it'll be different. Maybe a little Maybe five or six years from now, you're walking around and you realize, hey, you know what, I am kind of a kind person. Don't feel good about yourself at that point. Praise God for working slowly on you. So much so, incrementally, that it's just hard to notice, but then once you're there, you're there. You've paid attention to it. You've let him work. It's not a flashy thing, kindness. You're not going to other nations and digging wells for people who don't have clean water. You're not evangelizing to the lepers in Calcutta. You're just refusing to be mean. You're refusing to give people what they've got coming to them. You're refusing... To not show grace. You're wanting to show grace to people all the time. Just these little minor little things. If your life, if your marriage could use some more grace that shows shows up as kindness, then we want to pray with you. We want to pray that God works His kindness into your life produces in you something you couldn't produce on your own it makes you aware of his grace to you so that you can show grace to others so if you've never if you've never connected with this savior who did show grace to you if you've never been lifted up and seated with Jesus Jesus if you've never connected with him we want we want to connect you with Jesus today Because it's only in Him, only in His Spirit that we find true love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's only through that, that, through Jesus, that we can find such things, that He can produce such things in us. And it will 
change your life. It might not completely change your Monday, but it will change the next 30 years. Slowly and in a very steady fashion. If you need anything this morning, prayers for kindness, prayers for patience, prayers for peace, prayers for joy, prayers for love, prayers for goodness, we'll get to that next week. That's going to be tough. If you need prayers for your marriage, for your work life, for your kids, whatever you need, we want to pray with you. We won't think less of you. We'll think more of you for wanting to take your problems before the church and before God. But if you've never been united with Christ, we would just celebrate with you. We'd be so excited for you to decide that today's the day I'm going to unite myself with Jesus who has been dying to unite himself with me. Whatever you need this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.